All right, so what we're going to do today is, what is the gospel? So we did, what is evangelism a couple weeks ago? And then, um, and then now we're switching to what is the gospel? And so we're going to talk a little bit about why we're going to spend time doing that. But before we get started, um, we want to um, spend some time in prayer. Um, I think one of the most important things when we want something supernatural to happen, both in us and in people we love and care about, we need to really go to God and ask for prayer in all those situations. So I like to spend a significant amount of time in prayer. I think that's way more effective than me talking. So even though God does use means and use us to do that, we want to ask God for that. Um, so you know, if we could have two or three people pray here this morning to kind of work on us, that we will hear, listen, what God has in his word to change us. Um, just really more importantly on just really understanding the gospel and the power of it. Um, but if there's like two or three people that would like to pray, and it is okay for the ladies to pray too. So that is, that's allowed. So <laughs> just to put it, so um, anybody would want to volunteer to pray here and if and it's legal also to pray one sentence so um, thanks Justin I'm okay with awkward silences there you go third person uh, Karen all right and it's a lady <laughs> okay, in that order, go ahead and um, let's um, pray and ask God. Dear Lord, I thank you for opening our hearts and our to your message through Kyle today. Uh, we appreciate him uh, teaching us what uh, the gospel is, how to, uh, and what it is. We all uh, here uh, hope to some wisdom and some, uh, some different uh, knowledge reward from what you have to say, how to speak our hearts, and I just pray for all of us here to just uh, be enlightened, to be uh, better uh, evangelists for you, Lord, further your kingdom, and to Lord, we thank you so much for just the opportunity to gather around your word, and thank you for Kyle teaching this morning and sharing that with us, and Lord, we just, first of all, just um, ask you to forgive us where we um, are just not real mindful a lot of times of the lost around us and uh, the urgency and the need to be able to share your word with them, and Lord, I just pray that you'll use our time together to encourage us to remind us of the gospel and just how important that is um, and especially as we are in a world that just doesn't have any hope at all and there's just so many people searching and looking for things to fulfill their set their desires and Lord we have that we have your word we have the gospel we have your saving power and your love for them so just help us to um, keeping to keep that the forefront in our minds and our hearts as we go throughout our days as we interact with people that we would be a light for you Lord and that we would not be ashamed of you um, as we, as we share that with other folks. So just uh, use the Holy Spirit to strengthen us, give us the words to say in those situations, and 
we pray today that our lives will be changed by your word and, and what's taught today. And uh, again, we thank you so much that you love us and that you've given us the opportunity to be a light for you. In Jesus' name. Lord, I too just thank you for the opportunity to be here. And Lord, I just pray that we just don't take it for granted that we are allowed to have the freedoms to meet together. Um, I just think of so many, um, when we hear a voice of the martyrs, um, uh, those that are involved with, in other countries that don't have a Bible and are persecuted for their beliefs, Father, I just pray that um, we would just not take it for granted that we have so great of an access to your word that it just doesn't sit on the shelf as we go home each week, but we just um, are in your word each and every day. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word, the power of the gospel. I thank you for the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things, and I pray for that Holy Spirit to teach us even today, Father. We cannot uh, comprehend um, anything apart from you, Father, and so I pray that the Holy Spirit would just work in our hearts and our minds today to open our eyes to what the gospel is, and it's not just we are saved by the gospel, but it's an ongoing within our lives on a daily basis and how we can share the good news of the gospel um, with those around us. How you've placed each of us in our own world, so to speak, in our own circles. Um, and there are those within our own circle that um, you have placed us there for a specific purpose. And I pray that we would just have our eyes open each day, Father, to those that we come in contact with. Um, and it might even just be a, a clerk at the store, or the bank, or wherever, and just be the light of Jesus. Um, Father, this world is so dark um, right now. It has been, and it just seems to be getting more and more dark. But we are to be your light, Father, and I just pray that we would be the light of Jesus. That give us the, um, the desire and the, uh, just have, give us the desire and the boldness Paul prayed for boldness, and I pray for boldness and courage as we go out into this into this world each day. But just be with us today as Kyle teaches and help us to um, hear what you have for each one of us. Um, pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, we're going to start and jump into 2 Corinthians 5.17. We're going to read 2 Corinthians 5.17 through 20. So just as a primer to this class, when I teach, um, I don't do the lecture style. Um, that's just not my style. I'm very discussion-oriented. So if you guys don't engage, this is going to be a quick lesson. So um, I expect good engagement. So when you do talk, please speak up. It'd be good to pick up on the microphone, which these microphones are actually pretty good, but mainly for the people in the back to hear, especially if you're in the front. Just kind of speak really loud so that we can have a good discussion and we can learn from each other just what the Holy Spirit is, is um, um, doing in us. So, um, so please feel free to ask questions. Um, and uh, we'll move on that. So can somebody read 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20 for me? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, 
not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Okay, so there's, there's a lot in this verse. I mean, and you can spend a couple of sermons on it. Um, but we're not going to do that. So um, we're going to really hit just on a few key points. So verse 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Okay, so um, the old has passed away. We are new creatures in Christ. And so, so then from that, um, we, from God, Christ has been sent to reconcile us to him, Right. And so because of that, we have now a ministry of reconciliation. So we have that ministry of reconciliation because we have been reconciled. We are called to have that ministry to bring others to reconciliation. So this is a big ministry thing that has been given to us. Okay. So, and then we continue, it continues on in verse 19, that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So that reconciliation, that ministry and that message of reconciliation. Then it goes into verse 20 that I really want to spend a lot of our time in. Um, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So we have, as, an, as a side note, the ministry of reconciliation is between us and God, right? And then with us and others. So there's a vertical and a horizontal there. Um, we're going to speak, we're going to kind of more focus on, obviously, others. But that should be um, necessary that what's very important in the ministry of reconciliation is to have that vertical reconciliation and understanding on what God has done for us. Okay. So that we can communicate that to others as well. But if we don't have the right attitude and the right motive and the right understanding, we're going to really struggle in that ministry of reconciliation to others. Okay. So after we, so the next few weeks, we're going to go into the why of evangelism, which I'm hoping that you guys are already thinking about the why. It's come up before, but we're really going to focus more on the why of evangelism and then how to get your heart right in order to do that well. We're going to spend some time on that before we get into the actual methods of evangelism, which a lot of times we can mistakenly jump right to. Um, so we have that right there, but I wanted to spend on what is an ambassador? When you think of an ambassador, what is an ambassador and what does an ambassador do? So just shout out what your thoughts are. And it's okay to be wrong in this class. So <laughs> not going to be graded. Representative. Representative. Okay. It's a good, it's a good word. Speaking for somebody else. Okay. So you're speaking for somebody else. So like when you think of an ambassador of the United States, they're speaking for um, the president, right? So the president appoints them to get the message, right? So that's good. Okay, that's good. So that's a very biblical term, um, and I like that. So I didn't think of that. So um, she said an image of, right? So just as Christ is an image of the exact imprint or image of God, so as ambassadors, we should have that. And that's a very biblical term. So Ambassadors don't appoint themselves. They're sent or okay. commissioned. Exactly. So you have a commissioning, you have a 
reason why you're going, right? It's like, hey, you're not going to do your own thing, right? <laughs> so this is, you have something to do. I think they have a huge responsibility, right, to represent. So that's a, that's a responsibility that they should be taking very seriously. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's good. They're also physically in the country. They're an ambassador to while representing their huh? own country. Yeah, so that's good. So that's that's like Romans 10, right? So beautiful, the feet of those who bring the good news. That's a good point. I like that. So being physically present. I think it was Pastor Summers years ago mentioned that a pastor makes his king look good. All right. And, um, God needs anybody to make him look good, but we get that opportunity as ambassadors. Okay. Yeah. So you want to present them in the best light, right? So... Um, and that's really easy to do when you have somebody perfect, right? <laughs> but it's funny, sometimes sin entangles us and snares us, and we might not be the best ambassadors. <laughs> um, but we're thankful for the mercy of God. It's good. I really, excellent, excellent. So um, so a lot of that is like we're sent. We have a, we have a mission. We... Um, have an appointment, right? So we talked about those in the first few verses. We have an attitude that we need to go with. Um, we need to deliver that message, and we're going to talk about that as we move on. But what we're talking about is, um, you guys all missed this one, so you know that's you guys missed it. So I have to give you a minus one. We have to get the message right. We have to get the message right. We kind of talked a little bit about that. We have an important message to do, but that's what we're going to talk about in what is the gospel. So we have to know what it is and how to pre and 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 how to say it right. Because how many of you heard the gospel done badly? So I I, I was um, I was in a situation where I was with two people, and this guy was was like heard the gospel. Uh, he, he, he needed Christ. He knew he needed that, but he didn't know how to do that. And so he's like, I want to be saved. And, and, and I was watching these two guys try and present the gospel to him and was not doing that. And I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's, this is a bummer. And I'm like, and so there, and so the guy was like, what do I need to do? He had like this panic. I, I'm in my sins. I know that. What do I need to do? And they were using Christianese. I don't know if you know what Christianese is, but it's stuff that if, if you were talking to a six-year-old, they would kind of know what you're talking about, who was raised in the church or a 10-year-old. We kind of know what that is. But somebody who's not raised in the church would have no idea what you're talking about. So like asking Jesus into your heart. Um, we say that a lot, but that's that's a Christianese. So if you were raised in the church, you know exactly what that means, and that means something to you. But if you're not raised in the church, you'll have no idea what that means, right? So, um, but then, um, so the good news is um, we were able to step in and share the gospel with them, and the guy uh, professed faith, and that was awesome. So, um, but so we have to get the message correct. So we're going to spend that today. Um, so then, if you break down, what are the parts of the gospel? So if you had to, what are the um, important parts of the gospel? We're not going to explode the gospel. I, I've seen lectures that 
there's 50 points. We're not going to do that. Um, you can really get into the minutiae if you're taking a seminary class in what the gospel is. But we're going to break it down into four or five points. How would you break down? What would be some categories and why that would be important with the gospel? So as you think about it. And then as a side note, um, we do have these classes, the equipping hour. I really do like this one aspect where um, you can take these classes for credit. Um, and you get a certificate at the end when, you, when you've taken all the classes that we've offered. It's not important. It's not necessary. Um, but we do send out homework. And the purpose of the homework and to take the class for credit is to help you engage with what we're teaching. So if you don't want to do it, no big deal. But if you do want to do that, it's like, hey, you know, I think this would be helpful. Um, I don't know what that is. Sorry about that. I'm having uh, computer difficulties, so be praying that um, this works later on. I really want you guys to hear this. Um, but it's not looking good. So, <laughs> it's not looking good. So it worked fine last week, um, but it's not today. So we are going to hit, um, so what are the parts of the gospel? I think you have to have the right view of yourself to start with and the right view of okay. God. Okay, so that is correct but you're almost so big yeah, like to know you're a there you go <laughs> no you're a sinner without the ability to fix yourself okay that's good so i would put i'm gonna put this right here so i'm gonna can't save yourself that's good so I would put, you know what? No, yeah, no, you're a sinner. I'll put this right here. You're a sinner. Okay. And I would have said, start with God is holy. Ah, uh, good. So God is, God is holy. That's good. And creator. Yes, the authority. Creator. Yep. Yep. That's good. Creator. It's important to know that. It's the creator. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, separate from sin. That's what I meant. Anything else? Maybe another way to say that is that, yeah, part of his holiness is he is just. Just, that's good, just, righteous, just, so those are good aspects of that, it's all good. I was going to say our sin, our sin condemns us. Okay, so we are, so we are condemned, yeah, I like that, that's a better word, condemned. Well, I'm going to put this here. Because we're condemned justly, right? So what wages, our just wages for our sin is death. So wages, I, I love that term, wages are death. We worked really hard to get that. We worked really hard. It's like, 
It's like, yeah, good job. Here's your wages. You get to die for your sin. So I like that. It's like, yeah, that's completely just. We deserve that. So we're a sinner. Wages of sin is death, and we cannot save ourselves. So those are good, important aspects of that. And really up there under God's, you know, his justice, his justice demands payment for sin. Yeah. That's kind of it's kind of like saying, yeah. you know, that the wages of sin is death, but but that's the that's where okay. that whole idea flows from is that the justice of God cannot stand yeah. sin even though his love wants to bring us yeah. to himself. Yeah, so you're talking about down here would well, be what about both places. I'm up at yeah. up at the top there I'm I'm suggesting that the reason why we're condemned is because God's justice cannot stand sin in his presence. Yeah. You know, that so, defines the reason why we're condemned. Yeah, so, um, yeah, requires, so it requires, um, for payment for sin, I guess. Yeah, payment, yeah. Okay. So then, then getting to that payment, I'm surprised you guys didn't say this first, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus name up there. Do what? Jesus. Yeah, you betcha. I'm surprised. You guys are supposed to say that first. Sunday school answer. Huh? The Sunday school answer. Yes, that's a Sunday school answer. Jesus. So that's good. So what did Jesus do? Yeah, so died, rose again. I mean, this is awesome. This is this is what is amazing. It's like, man, you are big trouble. But and, and I love John three seventeen. So we know all we know John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Right? So but then John three seventeen says, For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world but in, world, in order that the world might be saved through him. And so he didn't send, he didn't send him to condemn because we're already standed, stood condemned. He came to save so that he died and rose again, right? So Now the question is, though, okay, Jesus died. Well, everybody else has died too. So what's, what was different about Jesus' death? Well, Jesus' death, because he lived a perfect life, his death was the payment that God's justice requires for sin. So I think it's really important to, to understand that because otherwise, why did Jesus have to die? Or what, what was special about his death? Because we're all going to die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so something to write down um, if you guys want to. That's Romans. Uh, sorry, not Romans. Hebrews 9. 28, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. And then it talks about uh, chapter 10, Christ's sacrifice once for all, right? And who he is, that he is the son of God. He is the perfect atonement. He's our high priest that we can go to. He will intercede for us. So Hebrews is a great one to show to contrast the holiness of God and the holiness of Jesus and what he's done for us on that spiritual level um, and why it's so important that he died and rose again. All right, so we know all this stuff here. So then what's this last part? 
Children of God. Okay. Right. Okay. So, that, and your guys are right. So what? It's a gift. It's a gift. You have to accept it. Okay. So. Believe the salvation. Yep. Believe. What else do we need to do? Repent. Repent. So Jesus was the payment for our he paid for our sin. Yeah. So, so repent and believe. It's a free gift, right? It's a gift. Right? Gift of God. Um, not of works so that no man can boast. So that is Ephesians chapter uh, 2. So Ephesians chapter 2 is a great one to just to kind of lay down that it's not our works that saves us. It's Jesus' blood and uh, forgiving us. Um, but repenting and believe is that step because we are, and then that's um, John 3, 20, talks about um, those who, um, I, I'm not going to quote or paraphrase it, but it's something about, uh, now it's um, if you do believe and have repented, um, you'll be changed, right? You will no longer follow into darkness, but be a part of the light. So we, we always really focus on John 3, 16. But boy, if you read those other verses in there, you'll have a bigger, completer view of the gospel. So, um, and then um, Hebrews chapter 10, 9, 10, and 11 are really good to really understanding the high priest's role and Jesus' role as being a perfect sacrifice. And then Ephesians chapter 2 is a really good one um, to really know that um, um, what's going on. So we got this right here, um, and we're doing good with time. This is going to take a couple of minutes here. I'm going to see if this will work. This is showing um, I don't know if this is going to work or not. But this shows um, Shy Lin. Has anybody heard of the rapper Shy Lin? So um, He's pretty cool. So he's a pastor now, but 15 years ago, he's a rapper. You're going to see him do a rap or a spoken word rap that is just full of the gospel. Then he's going to say the gospel. So you're going to see all these elements in both his rap, um, and you're going to see the elements in um, his message. So I had it pulled up and working, and... We'll see if this works. I don't know. We'll wait with bated breath. And hopefully nobody calls me or texts me because I just realized I forgot to to take this off. Um, let's see, we'll move this up. Praise to the name of the Savior who reigns. He's taken our blame, embraced all our shame. He's raised from the grave, so his fame we proclaim. Salvation by grace through faith in his name. Turn up the volume on Jesus, the yeah. blessed son, immutable, majestic one, who was resurrected from the grave. For the yeah. grave, he paved the path for some. Place faith in his passion, son, be saved from the wrath to come. He's fabulous. His status is immaculate. I'm lacking the vernacular to adequately capture. Yeah, I'm not going to work. <laughs>
But if you guys want that, I can email me and I'll send you the email. Um, <clears throat> conviction. Boy, it was working just fine last week, so I thought I had it figured out. But I do not. <laughs> can you hear? Can somebody rap for me? And that's a good song, too. I Am They is great. So, well, that's a bummer. Shylin. Um, it is S H I L I N N E. S H I A I L I N E. So. Um, huh? Well, I don't know. Well, we'll try it. Yeah, huh? you can just listen. Okay. Yeah. praise to the name of the Savior who reigns. I'll try it. Can you guys hear that? Uh, okay. He's raised from the grave, so his fame we proclaim. Salvation by grace through faith in his name. Jesus, the beautiful and blessed son, a mutable, majestic one, who was resurrected from the grave. For the depraved, he paved the path for some. Place faith in his passion, son, be saved from the wrath to come. He's fabulous, his status is immaculate. I'm lacking the vernacular to adequately capture his glory. Incomparable, unconquerable, all-powerful, unstoppable, absolutely phenomenal. No obstacle he can't navigate. He's God and so he fascinates. With him, it's impossible to exaggerate. Lord of all continents, source of all consciousness, his compliments are the consequence of his accomplishments. Every sphere of life, he's the Lord of it, and every other power is either fraudulent or subordinate. At first, we snubbed him. At first, we snubbed him. Now, his vessels of mercy love him. Your highest thought is infinitely unworthy of him. Beyond vocabulary, his actions vary. His wrath is scary. All his adversaries are imaginary. He has no competitors. Ask Nebuchadnezzar, bruh. He'll mess you up. Have you eaten grass? You can bet he's amazing. He takes in blatant, flagrant, vagrant, breaks them, remakes them, and shapes them to hate sin. Jesus, there's no better name. That'll never change, and he'll forever reign while we spread his fame. All praise to the name of the Savior who reigns. He's taken our blame, embraced all our shame. He's raised from the grave, so his fame we proclaim. Salvation by grace through faith in his name. All praise to the name of the Savior who reigns. He's taken our blame, embraced all our shame. He's raised from the grave, so his fame we proclaim. Salvation by grace through faith in his name. Um. In on a little secret right now. And then this is the. I know y'all came and y'all see a lot of music, and or you hear a lot of music, you see a lot of lights, you see cameras, and it can get rowdy. But let me tell you the secret. We came here tonight for one reason, for one reason, and that is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes it's hard because these things, these lights and stuff like that, as, as good as it is, sometimes it can be a distraction. And it can distract us from the most important thing. We do not want to leave here tonight without proclaiming what the scripture calls of most importance. And it's simply this. Every single person in here has sinned. Every single person in here has broken God's law. Every single person in this room, every single person who's watching this has sinned and offended a holy God. God is holy. 
That means he does not tolerate sin. It means that he must punish anything or anyone who is contrary to his character. And the travesty in this world today is that we live in a world that for the most part could care less about God. This world does not give God the honor that he deserves. God deserves to be in first place, not we're just going to fit him into our schedule. We're going to do us and then when it's convenient, fit God in. No, God is not a God who gets fit in. God is everything. That means he deserves our entire allegiance. He deserves our hearts. He deserves our affections. God is the one that we should prefer. But the travesty is that the world does not prefer God. The world prefers people. The world prefers sports. The world prefers pornography. The world prefers sex. The world prefers money. The world prefers fame. The world prefers pride. All of these things. And it's a spit into the face of the God who created us for one reason. He created us for his glory. It is not about us. It is not about us. And God is angry. God is angry. The scriptures teach us that his wrath in Romans 1, it says that his wrath right now as we speak is being revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness, all the unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, we all know that there's a God. We all know that he deserves to be worshipped. But in the sinfulness of our hearts, what we've done is we've suppressed that truth because we want to do what we want to do. We want to do us. We want to live lives the way we want to live it. And God is angry about that. I know we hear all the time that God is a God of love. Amen. He's a God of love. But that's not the whole picture. The flip side of the coin is that God is holy. And he's promised that the day is coming when he will judge this world in righteousness by the man whom he has appointed. And that man is Christ Jesus. We want to be specific. I'm not just talking about any old God. I'm not just going to this God up in the sky. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, God, the, the second person of the Trinity, God, the son, the one who came and walked the earth, who lived a, a, a perfect life, who died a sacrificial death on the cross, who rose again from the grave three days later, who is who ascended into heaven and he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father and he has promised that he will come back and judge the world and take all of his people to be with him. That's the Jesus I'm talking about tonight. And there's only one way of salvation and that way is through Jesus Christ. There's no other way to be saved. And so our message is simple. Repent and believe the gospel. Turn from your sin and trust in Jesus Christ. That if you look to him as the one, as the sin bearer, as the one who took your sins on the cross, and you trust in him alone as your savior, and not only your savior, but as your treasure and as your heart's desire, he's promised that he will save you. And he's promised that you will live with him forever, eternally. Repent, turn from your sins, 
if you say you are a Christian, but you're living a lifestyle of sin, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Don't assume that you're saved because you signed a card when you were eight years old or because you walked up to an altar call 10 years ago. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Live like you belong to God. Because if you don't, what you're going to find out is that you actually don't belong to him. And how shameful would it be to get all crunk about Jesus, to be rowdy, saying the name of Jesus only to get to the throne. And he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. We're not saved by singing chants. It's good to get rowdy, but we're not saved by saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're saved by trusting in the Jesus that we claim and that we proclaim at concerts. I know that's weighty, but it must be said. Okay. So that's it. So um, I have no idea what crunk means. So, <laughs> but uh, maybe. So, um, but um, he, yeah, Shylin is um, a really neat rapper. I'm not big into rap. Um, and uh, he, I think he has like an album where he raps Romans or something like that. I don't know. It's not it's his own like paraphrase and kind of teaches through there. But uh, he's a really gifted guy that God has really used. Um, like I said, I think believe he's a pastor now. Um, so how did he do? Did he do okay? Did he miss some things? What do you think? Like I said, it's going to be a quick uh, Sunday school lesson if you don't uh, discuss. <laughs> we could end now. <laughs> Kyle, I think uh, a track, I have a track I use a lot, and it's entitled Peace with God. Now, I know that's the result of it, but I think if you use that, most people don't really have peace. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, I kind of made it. Yeah. It's written by Billy Graham. Okay. And uh, I think that this is something that I think, again, it's probably not the, the gospel itself, but it's a, more the results, but it's can help stimulate the heart. I don't have that peace. Okay. Yeah. So that reconciliation. Um, so then what's missing here? What's missing here? Jesus comes back. Okay. Yeah. So Jesus is coming again right and so what's going to happen right so we have that we have that already not yet so that's a theological concept and if you don't know what that means i apologize so but jesus has come in his first coming and is starting to build his kingdom so we have some of his developing his kingdom and making his kingdom bigger but it's not completely fulfilled yet so brother b is correct with right what we have peace we can have peace right um and we can have peace because our sins are forgiven but we're going to ultimately have that as well right so that's an important thing i was like this is what we're looking forward to right excellent thanks brother b yeah we didn't really mention in there you know we have the assurance of the peace of eternal life. Okay. Um, and but we can have that here on this earth. You know, I came to give you life and give it to the full, live it abundantly. 
but then to have that eternal perspective of, you know, wh why, you know, I guess when you're presenting the gospel to somebody, it's like, well, what difference does it make in your life? You know, kind of a thing. And then why are you able to have that peace? Um, what is your motivation? <clears throat> well, the motivation is to give glory to God, but then also, I mean, our reward is not just heaven, not just the place of heaven, but knowing Christ in his fullness. Yeah. yeah, so unity. You're talking about unity with with perfect unity yeah. with God, which is, I, I always jokingly say, um, we only know unity by our disunity. So here in this work, because we're sin has corrupted so much in here, um, but um, we're going to just be blown away by what unity is. The biggest picture of unity is Christ and the church, right? Um, but that's so spiritual that we need a physical metaphor that God gave us of marriage, a husband and wife. And I don't know about you, but I sure argue with my wife a lot. So, <laughs> so that we continue to work in perseverance and sanctification, that we grow in that. Um, but it's just going to be amazing. Like we're going to be in perfect communion with each other, right? And with God. So, and that's, that's a really hard concept to teach, but I like peace. Everybody knows peace. Everybody knows that we live in a fallen world and it is messed up, right? You can go to any unbeliever and, um, and just say, this is not good. And this is not how it was supposed to be. And this is not good. And nobody wants to be here. Everybody wants to be not here, you know? And so you can tell that to anybody all, all throughout all religions in this world. And we're going to get into those modes. Sorry. I, I think he finished up perfectly because he just kind of said, listen, you can say Jesus, you can be all excited all you want to, yeah. but it comes down to trust. And I think if you talk to a lot of anybody in today's world about God and salvation, there's a lot of people out there to say, oh, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in God. And they yeah. think that's what does it, right? I just yeah. I believe that there's a God. I believe in God. But there's not that next step to the gospel, which is placing your trust in that, yeah. right? And totally okay. leaning on God as your hope for salvation. Yep. Because, I, like I said, I think a lot of people out there will, will profess that they believe in Jesus and they believe in God, but, you know, that they have not taken that next step that's necessary. Yeah, I think the, uh, you know, if I was going to use this as a, just what we've got there, if I was going to use that to explain the gospel to somebody, I think we do, we're doing just fine until we get down to Jesus died and rose again. Okay. And the, let's, let's make sure that we understand what the central issue is here. It's sin. It's our sin. It's mm -hmm. the person's sin that you're talking to. So we got to make sure that we connect all the dots as we go down through here explaining all this to show them how it is that our sin is taken care of by the death of Jesus, you know, and, mm -hmm. and so um, Jesus died, okay, but, but what did that accomplish and why is that valuable? It's because he lived a perfect life. First of all, God yeah. sent him with the express purpose to this world yeah. to die. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that, but who Jesus is, right? I'm sorry? We need to answer the question who Jesus is, right? So he's God. Well, and, and then and then the, you know, but okay, so Jesus died and then and then what is what is this idea of believe and repent? Okay. What am I what am I supposed to believe in and what am I what am I repenting of? Mm -hmm. 
it's, it's my sin had to be paid. You know, either I'm going to pay it or somebody mm -hmm. else is going to pay it, but God will make sure that it's paid. And so Jesus came and his death paid for all the sin of the world. But then I have to, as a sinner, turn around and accept his payment for my sin mm -hmm. in order to, you know, that's the believe and repent part. Yeah. Because that's what takes care of our sin. I mean, that's the point, I think, at which we become a saved person instead of a lost person is when we yeah. we take that promise of of substitutionary uh, Jesus substi substi Jesus substitutionary death in my place. Mm -hmm. And if we don't if we don't get that if that if we don't get that point across, then I think the rest of it <clears> becomes well. Um, okay, it gets kind of fuzzy and rosy and okay, but I don't really understand what it is that, how am I being saved? Yeah, so basically they're, they're it, it's warnings because against, so the Bible, you know, puts out a lot of warnings about um, accepting, accepting Jesus and making these decisions and then just going about and not repenting. So repenting is turning away. So if you properly repent and turn away, then you're going to persevere. So you're going to trust and persevere. Um, so because the Holy Spirit's in you, right? But if you, if you didn't really, if you just said it and you didn't really repent and believe, well, you're not going to persevere, right? So that's just that element of perseverance. We can make that argument, does that go in a gospel is that more of a sanctifi sanctification and not a, an evangelism thing? Um, it, it's kind of hard. When when does discipleship start? And I was like, well, right when they're a believer. So it's like, man, go right into it. So <laughs> those are important aspects. I think for me, the unbelievers that I'm in community with, um, I think it's important that they understand that this isn't all there is, right? Because if you don't understand that, for them, they just believe, well, why does it matter? Because when I die, I just go into the ground and it's all over, right? I mean, like I've been told that, like I've said, you know, well, what do you think happens when you die? Well, I'm done. It's, I'm in the ground. I'm done. It doesn't matter. And so if they, if you're not getting in the gospel that you were created by a holy God for communion with him, and this is how he's going to make that happen, if you make that choice, then there's no purpose in their mind of believing mm -hmm. and repenting. Does that make sense? Yeah. So not only did he rise again, but he's coming again mm -hmm. to rise you again mm -hmm. into, into this perfect relationship yeah. with heaven. Yeah. And, and that's where the peace and comfort comes in. You're like, oh, this isn't all there is. Yeah. Like there is purpose for the pain and there is purpose for the trial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So our hope is in Jesus coming again. So it's not about this world. It's about the next. We say that a lot, and it's like, oh, man, I need to get out of I don't want to go to hell. But people but, don't believe there's a hell. They yeah. don't believe yeah. in loving God that sent yeah. to so, right. yeah. That's my point right there. Right? It's yeah. like people, if there's been yeah. so much Christianese and so much, oh, just believe and all this, yep. they really don't believe there's a hell. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so wages of sin to death, you should almost put hell. You have to, one thing I learned, man, so we have an enemy, Satan, that wants to kill and destroy us. So telling people who don't believe that there's a hell, that you are being lied to by Satan, 
and he wants to destroy you is very powerful. I will tell you that. So because it's true and that's why it's powerful. Um, and then people, there's going to be atheists that will laugh in your face and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. But there is power in saying that you are being lied to by Satan who wants to destroy you. Don't believe those. Right. There's power in that because it's true. I don't, when I was in Trinidad, we went to a, a uh, Hindu, and they, you know, would you like to accept Jesus? Oh, yeah, give him to me. Can I put him up on the shelf with my other three main guys? Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Exclusivity, whoa, that made a big difference. Yeah. It's sort of like a lot of people think they're going to die we're all going to live forever. Every one of us. Every one of us that's ever born. It's where yeah. you're going to live. Yeah. And you really don't want that second choice. You mm -hmm. want to accept the Lord because you don't want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so f false false idols is a real thing. We, we laugh at Trinidad and India with their um, false gods that they worship. But what do we know in the New Testament? Covetousness is really just idolatry. And so what are our idols that we put there with God? And so that's what we need to look at when we're looking at unbelievers, not only ourselves, of course, as we look at, but look at that. It's like, what are their idols that they're worshiping that they're like, I want Jesus and this. So excellent point. Excellent point. That's why that Romans 623, the wages, I mean, you know, the second part of that, it says, but the gift of God is eternal life, right? So yep. that's a good way to contrast. This isn't death, like I just die physically. Mm -hmm. It's the eternal death versus the eternal life that the yeah. gift of God represents yeah. to us. So, you talk about the, the first and second Adam. You know, there's two races. Of, all right. of, you know, we're all condemned. We inherit the, the sin of the first Adam, right? We're condemned race. So mm -hmm. We all sin because of that, so we own our own, but that helps with the, with understanding why the death of Christ, right? We then inherit okay. his perfect life and his un, the unjust death where he took on. And, and, and going back to the ambassador, you know, picture, think about movies that you've seen <laughs> where an ambassador went in to, um, you know, talk to the head of another country. He doesn't walk in there and say, well, I'm telling you to do this. Because the other person can just say, well, who are you? The, the language that they use is they appeal, they appeal to the authority of, they go in and they say, my government has instructed me to tell you this. If you don't do this, they're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we need to think in those same terms. Uh, when we, when we are speaking to somebody else, we need to speak with the authority of the Bible. You know, the Bible is our authority and we need to refer back to it. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, just like we're talking about with the issue of heaven and hell, it's not me telling you that, <laughs> you know, that there's a heaven and a hell, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you can choose not to believe the Bible and maybe you don't and maybe you do, but, but it, understand that when I'm talking to you about this, this is not my my ideas or my uh, whatever, I'm appealing to the Bible and, and to God himself, to the Holy Spirit's power to help you understand that 
there is a real issue here and heaven is real and hell is real and you're going to spend your the rest of your eternity in one of those two places mm -hmm. yeah so well let's wrap this up um so that's excellent points guys good discussion um i don't want you to be immobilized by this okay so some people will look at that it's like i can't remember all that so that's not the point of this. The point of this is to get the message right. God will give you a voice as you practice and as you pray, will give you a voice in what to say, okay, and how to say it. Some people will take the tact of they'll look, they'll memorize verses and then they'll quote verses. Other people, that's not their style. It's like if you look at the disciples and how Paul quoted, he said, in the book of Isaiah or the prophets said this. And so you can then say this in reference. You can quote, you can paraphrase, but it's important that you get the message correct. Okay. How you do that is not important. And my favorite saying in evangelism is I like my way of doing evangelism better than your way of not doing evangelism. So we have to remember that just don't be immobilized by, I have to get this and say this all. The Holy Spirit will guide you. You just want to make sure that you get it right. Understand what you're saying um, so that when you communicate that, you communicate that well. So like one of the methods we're going to get into is how to tell a Bible story in your own words. It's like, how would you say, how, how would you tell the story of Zacchaeus in your own words? It's a wonderful story of what repentance is. If you look about it, and sometimes we get these stories and we forget the main point. And you're like, oh, I just told that story without the main point. That was dumb. So, um, so there's power in these stories because they're, they're scriptures. And just how to say them in your own voice in a normal way and introduce them in regular conversations. And, um, and then you'll have your own voice. And that's what we're going for um, here. So we'll go ahead and let's close in prayer. Thank you guys all. And we're going to get into, hopefully, I think Mark is teaching next week and i believe he's going to be doing on we're going to dive into the why of evangelism now that you're thinking a lot about this and getting um and processing that okay vicky i talk to a lot of people that have been to church and they don't want to go back can you cover that um i could i'll talk to you afterwards about that okay okay so father we're so thankful for um what you have done um, so far, and we're thankful for how much you love um, your word and you love us, that you sent your son um, to uh, come here and redeem us. Um, you've forgiven us, and we praise you for that, Lord. Help us to do that. We want to worship and glorify you in all ways, Lord, and grow in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'm just heading back to the car. Can you?